is being held down oppressed by the, by the form, by the tradition. Because we're not, you know, emotionally we're not used to being restrained or or living within limitations. Maybe. We find then, then emotionally we, we are, we're going to feel oppressed by it. But that very emotion of feeling oppressed is something to to see as a condition of the mind. Whatever arises ceases. The name of of the limitation restraint isn't isn't uh, to bind you down, hold you back, and and uh, you know, to, as a, as, a, as an end itself, but to reflect. And you simplify when you. When you can just follow any impulse, whatever you feel like doing in the moment, then then uh, a lot of impulses we have are not very wholesome. A lot of ideas we might get or things we might do or say just following you know, the, the immediate feeling of the moment, we can cause a lot of harm to ourselves and to others. <laughs> so just that, that kind of carefree attitude of just uh, um, doing what you feel like is uh, makes emotionally it seems very uh, you know something like we'd, we'd love to be able to do that just be able to dance and sing and, and uh, say what we feel and do what we want but then we tend to make heavy karma by doing that. We end up getting uh, ourselves into trouble. So they say that the moral restraints, say of the, the eight precepts that we take in these retreats, uh, is, uh, is is guidelines for restraining, but making agreements uh, uh, to refrain from doing things, physical or, or verbal actions that are uh, heavy karma, and that we would regret if we if we if we will regret when we do those acts upon those impulses. Simplification, then, the, the aim of, of, uh, uh, of this restraint, also to simplify. When you do what you feel like, then everything becomes very complicated. There's uh, many kind of permutations and spin-offs from action and speech on the impulse. But through restraint, uh, it's a simplifying of life, and ultimately, through the ultimate simplicity, uh, of liberation or enlightenment. Because enlightenment is ultimate simplicity. Not complicated. What do we mean by enlightenment? So this is another word that that gets used, you know, used, and it's 
oftentimes it's held up as an attainment that is way beyond our reach. And most of us don't think of ourselves in terms of, of kind of that we're, uh, you know, we tend, here in, in Britain especially, people tend to, to uh, not uh, feel very good about uh, exaggerating their quality. Everything is understated here. And the British things are understated. The Americans, they, they can easily kind of overstate things. But also contemplating this thing in terms of experience, enlightenment, is when, when you're uh, seeing things as they are <coughs> within this, within this uh, realm that we're, we're experiencing, this sensory realm. So that's why we, we contemplate it in the, the, the Dhammati, like the five khanda, contemplating the five groups. Rupa, Vedana, Sanyasa, Sankara, Vinyana. These five groups is bringing into consciousness a, a way of recognizing the, the limitations and the conditions that we're experiencing. And just through, through being born in a, in a, in a, as a human being, and then we uh, are experiencing this. Consciousness, the one that Vinyana, experiencing Rupa and Vinyana, the body and consciousness. That's this automatic you're experiencing immediately. Uh, physical, the physical body is, uh, is then uh, a separate, separated from the mother, um, umbilical cord cut, and it's conscious. Uh, the newborn baby is conscious. So, so that uh, consciousness is, is uh, you know, through, in, in this realm of sens- sensitivity, this sense realm. So we we have to live a lifetime. The age, of, the age of this body, when however long it it uh, is going to live, from maybe a few minutes to a hundred years or so. Сейчас руководитель любого звена, пусть номенклатура, но личность деятельная. Ведь как ни крути, но рыночная экономика заставляет руководителей любого ранга быть не просто директором, а профессионалом своей деятельности. Иначе демократически настроенные работники ему этого не простят. I don't know whether it's good or bad, or should it be otherwise. I know. Well, then, uh, Vedana, feeling, 
Evropa, Europa, Emiliana, consciousness through senses, through the eyes, the ears, the nose, the tongue, the body, the mind. The consciousness is like this. They deny, So that's part of the deal. We need more than that. Because a body, physical body, consciousness, and anger. And then we have the sanya, sankara, or perception and mental formation. So perception, yeah. it succeeds, we have language, we have ways of naming so we, we, we say this, say we, we can be part, this can, this part here can be an eye consciousness, and then we perceive it, you know, as, a, as we say this is a clock. So it's a, we, we give it a name, and we tend to, whenever we see anything of this 
all the kind of prejudices and cultural prejudices, racial prejudices and, uh, and um, ethnic prejudices and fixed positions and, and all that. It comes from this, this conditioning. It's not, you're not born with it. You, you acquire that. That comes to you during your formative years. You acquire that. So we can see how, you know, in the world now, which is is a world that is, say, small, where the, it's, everything is mixing, everybody travels now. Uh, there's so much information, mass media now, that everything's getting mixed up. Asia and Europe and Africa and the Americas and everything. Every, everything's getting mixed up now. Where I'd say a hundred years ago, there was much more clearly de the definition was seen more, you know, less threatened. You could kind of hold your own, your group could maintain its uniqueness. But right now it's almost impossible to, or to expect that. So the only thing left to solve all this. this well, is to get enlightened, which is to see things as they really are. Because if we're going to try to sort out and rearrange everything, even on, on a, as a world society, like have a, we could maybe form some kind of utopian ideal of, of a perfect world society, where we, 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 we plan it out, where everything is, is fair and just and equal, democratic, um, everybody is expected for what they are, both as individuals and as members of an ethnic group, racial group, men, women, respected equally, one not held up in, in any way as being superior than, than another, uh, different racial, races, all equal, and uh, economic fairness. We can, we, we can, you know, imagine a, a world society where everybody respects nature, uh, we live in, in, a, in, in a moral, under a moral code that we all agree to. Well, that would be, you know, ideal. That's a, that's a wonderful ideal. But I can't see how that's possible, just trying to, in terms of, uh, of how are you going to do it? You know, like, what are you going to do? Force it on everybody. And it becomes a tyranny, doesn't it? When you force goodness on somebody else, what happens? You feel you're being oppressed. You force morality on somebody else. What is it? You feel it. Morality is a kind of is a form of tyranny when you're forced to be moral. So I mean, this idea of imposing our will and our ideas on on masses of people, the result of it isn't very good. It ends up with more problems than before. So we can, you know, we can, we can imagine the best and how things should be, but 
in terms of experience, we're, we're contemplating the way it is. Dhamma, the way it is. So we have like Kusala Dhamma, Akusala Dhamma, Pinyasata Dhamma, which is one of our tasks. Skillful dhammas, unskillful dhammas, neither skillful nor unskillful dhammas. It goes on a whole list and in that pattern of, of, the, of the, the positive, negative, and neutral. And the sense world and this, this realm of consciousness, the way it is, there's always, uh, you know, there's, there's always, this is, this is a part of our experience. Skillfulness, unskillfulness, neither skillfulness nor unskillfulness. Fairness, you know, we, we think we may have, we'd like life to be fair and just. Where, you know, the ideal is every, everybody's equal, everyone's respected, and everything is fair. Is a beautiful ideal. But uh, that's not generally what, what experience is about. Even under the most benevolent systems, people still feel things are unfair in one way or another. Never seen, never lived in any place where everybody felt everything was completely fair. Or somebody preferred preferred over another or something, you know, the inequalities and the, and the uh, communication problems and, and the abilities and all that are all different. So to, to get, to balance everything out so that everybody feels that they're, that everything is just right and they're treated exactly fairly and, and, and exactly as they should be is asking a lot of life. So then, with the meditation, we're getting to the, the source of the problem, which is ignorance. Abhicca Bhadriya Sankara, in the Patika Samupada, Abhicca, not knowing the truth of the way it is, so Abhicca is, means, it means that, not knowing, like, put it in, in terms, our uh, Theravada terms, not knowing the Four Noble Truths, the three aspects, and, uh, and twelve insights, then we, we operate from Abhicca. So even if everything, even if we can make everything fair and just, and and equal and democratic and, and that we still if 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 if, if the still the, the the problem then we're still going to suffer even under the most benevolent system because we're, we're, how we interpret life is come is basically uh, coming from not understanding the truth of the way it is. So then, bhikkha, or seeing things as they really are. And the Buddha presented this marvelous tool to use the Four Noble Truths, based on suffering and the 
end of tough breath. Now, suffering is something we can see as an object, not ultimate reality. So, so that suffering is, say, in, in, in conscious experience. We have the conscious being, we're feeling pleasure and pain, praise and blame, happiness, suffering, and all the rest. We're, we're in this in this mode, having a, a, a body that that is sensitive and gets old, gets sick, and will die. We're in a world where we have to lose everything we love. All that is mine, beloved inclusion, will become otherwise. If the what our parents get old, get sick and die, friends die, ourselves, our pets, see things change, uh, having the sense of loss of the loved or having to be with the unloved. Is, is uh, common to all, is it what all human beings experience. From, from the ancient time to, to, the, to the present. This is, this is the common experience of all of us. This suffering, this time. So, in, in this, 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 we can see this dukkha as a, uh, rather than just <coughs> the dismiss it, if I ignore it, blame it on somebody else, or just get depressed or bitter about it, we, we examine it, we understand, we embrace it. Dukkha is to be understood. That's, that's it. You know, whatever it is that the, the suffering that's natural to this form and the suffering we create around our experience. So the Buddha said, old age sickness, birth, old age sickness, death is dukkha. Birth is coming as a, being born as a separate form. There's a longing not to be separate, I found, you know, such a strong longing to, to kind of melt into, into, uh, into, into, into the, uh, gather me into the artifice of eternity. The sense of being uh, thrown out as a, as a separate entity is, uh, it's frightening. Having to live in, in this sensitive way, as a, as a, as a separate entity, is, uh, is, 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 uh, is frightening in itself. In a vast universe, it's so, you know, when you look at it around you, you don't know, you know it seems, it's infinite, it's vast, it's powerful, it's overwhelming. The universe is really universe. Your mind is 
So let's do that. A lot of fear is natural to this state there. There's a lot to be frightened of as a, as a vulnerable sensitive being. In a vast universe that we, don't, we can't figure out or understand. So fear is one of our natural problems. We all have fear. This is a lot of reflection. A longing to, to go back to maybe to the moon, to the to that undifferentiated space where where we're not anybody. Because being separate is lonely. One feels lonely. Alone. So this is this first is Sutra. Ages that is growing up and the, and then the aging process in the body. There's always some pain and, and uh, frustration and connected to, to youth, to older, to and we hope maybe gather me into the artifice of eternity please take me into the back into the safe place where I'm no longer separate and alone vulnerable is one hope then we don't know whether that's going to happen or not then there's various theories about death being a dropping into a black hole of hell or something like that. So we tend to fear it. Death is, is frightening because it's what we don't know. So these is basic old age sickness and death are suffering the most in the separation from the love, having to be with the unloved and wanting something that we don't have in this <clears throat> wanting to become something, wanting to get rid of something. The desire itself is the desire can be in a state of suffering, anxiety, agitation, frustration, exasperation. Then the way out of suffering, how, how is the way out of it? 
to control things, or like we can build a cocoon, or a, a, you know, build a wall around ourselves. Or to protect ourselves. Put blinkers on. Don't, don't look at the skies at night. Don't, don't hear anything. Try to just maybe live in a little shell that you can have you feel you're in control of it. And you don't want to know anything outside of that little, that limited shell-like place. Is what many people do. Don't bother. <laughs> you, can, you can make yourself insensitive. You can, you can cut yourself off. You can suppress. You have always you're good at controlling things and manipulating things. But then, even no matter how good we are at that, we eventually lose control over that. We have nervous breakdown. We become alcoholic. We will mad. Or the things our little shell is broken, taken away from us. We lose our money. Houses uh, Even even uh, best the people most skillful. Uh, and clever at, at creating and controlling the entire environment inevitably lose control. So is meditation trying to control the mind? Is it just taking control from outside the human Or is it liberating the mind? So that's where this, this mindfulness is is awareness is the way because the present moment is all there ever is as I said before this is all there ever is as you feel now now as you feel yesterday is a memory future is the unknown now is the unknown so this ability to pay attention and to reflect upon that which is that which is arisen now. So take that to its logical conclusion, during this retreat. The, whatever you're experiencing, both through the physical condition, through the senses, or through the emotions, what, what of what you're emotionally experiencing now is to be seen and accepted and braved. Whatever it is. In that in that mindfulness and acceptance of it, then you're 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 establishing you're seeing it for what it is. All conditions are impermanent. So emotions that arise now, thoughts and feelings and memories that arise in the present, they're, you know, if you, if you embrace and accept them and not just get caught in reacting to them, then you see them for what they are. What arises, ceases. 
So you know, whatever mood comes, it's something that a life comes, and then so you know, you contemplate the, the presence of it, and, and you're feeling an emotion. The, the, the feeling is like this. The emotion is like this. Present, and you're embracing, you're accepting that. And what do you mean? And you know, also know that it's it is, that it is so you're, you're willing to experience maybe emotions and fears and desires and that that before you were you resisted because now you're seeing things in terms of vicha of understanding things there are other than in terms of avicha where you're, you're you're caught in the conditioning of your mind and so all you're doing is reacting to things that happen to you. And mindfulness is a, has, is, can be, you know, when, as we develop mindfulness, we get used to it. We get used to being mindful. Through, through the, uh, say, say, the meditation practice is the power now, is the development. Because mindfulness is sustainable. It, 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 it can, it's the constant factor in all experience. The conditioning is changing and up and down and big and small and one on one day. So, when you have something called connected mindfulness, it's a shame mindfulness. Not just mindfulness, but in the fragment. Different people with the sustaining connected mindfulness. to notice the presence and the absence. The painting the picture, what it is to be human to be a conscious entity in the universe is like this. Nothing wrong with it, nothing sort of bad, it's just like uh, The body is like this. Male body is like this, female body is like this. Whatever body you have, you, you're experiencing that, that the conditions that go in that body. So, so that the female experience, and most, you know, uh, because you don't have a female body, you can't uh, know exactly what it's like to have one as, as direct experience. 
Because these are conditioned views, you know, that holding to, to such to such views, and we require a whole the whole baggage, the whole thing. You know, the history, being Irish or English. Being, you know, these things are, then they arouse uh, emotion that lead us to action. But when you really look at it, what is condition? You, you aren't born with those perceptions, those are instilled in you. They're not ultimately real or true, they're, they're merely uh, you know, cultural conditioning. So the crime and the, and the atrocities are performed in the, in the summit level of Vedana Sanyasankara, where we're, we're holding to a fixed view, and therefore we, we can hate, we can kill, we can torture, abuse. Because we're, we're told that that means it's bad, we're good, in our we don't question that, we operate from those assumptions, from those biases. But in meditation, we're getting beyond all the cultural conditions, all the assumptions of a culture of of, of even being human. Because we're not justifying our humanity Then we we have a perspective on 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 everything that, that we're feeling and experiencing. Then the the realization of the deathless, the amatadhamma, is then the path, the way of non-suffering. When we realize that, then we're developing the path of non, the eightfold path of non, not creating suffering. So then the, the, the enlightened one doesn't, isn't entertaining anymore. In the Buddha, uh, after his enlightenment, he, he referred to himself as the Dutakadam, which is the, uh, uh, one of those enigmatic words in Pali that's hard to translate into English. It means uh, that which is present now. That which is now. The Dutakada is no longer Siddhartha Gautama, the Buddha, and all that. He's no, no longer somebody born of Queen uh, Maya and Siddhartha No birth certificate, no passport. No curriculum design, no path, 
because the enemies are a transcendent so this, this, this are seen in terms of what they really are, whatever we can, we can, we're not dismissing the conditioned world, but we know we're not, we're not believing it out of, we're not holding to it. It as our identity out of ignorance. So we can still live within the convention, but no longer delude ourselves with it. Because our refuge is in the deathless rather than in the conventional or the condition. So you can see the Buddha did establish the teaching that, that uh, it's a wisdom teaching. Based on we can all practice not suffer, never suffer. Those who suffer, old age, sickness, death, separation in the lives, doing the wrong lives. And in the street, So in the, in, in the, like in, 
environment is developing this insight and, and applying it to the life I experience. Very interesting. Because it's very, very challenging. Because the world is a very intimidating uh, place and the world is always easily, easily, uh, and easily take us over. We forget all about the develop ways of keep reminding ourselves. Looking at the, the image, pictures, the temple now, we got a temple, a little temple here in Britain. Dumb life. 